0: Evening everyone, Evening. my name is, oh, full title, am I your favorite YouTuber? Yes. Who's seen me on YouTube? School has never been as exciting for children because they get to watch what we do on, in the morning time. Has anyone got this book? <clears throat> you get it in school? Yeah. Who goes to Howard? Don't be ashamed of your school. Don't be ashamed of your school. Who goes to Church Hill? And if we go to the Moy. What school do you go to? They go all shy suddenly. I want to show you a wee video. This is me. Uh, it's only one minute long. I want you to watch it first. Everyone pretend you're ten years old. Just for a wee moment, alright? Thanks, Ryan. Uh, Every school in Ireland, not strike the one that we see this beautiful Christmas tree and everyone's "The perception of this book. If to be given to determine the next of all have for, I have and it will be given to reading. We're really looking forward to it. At the end of the week, we will know how many to going. Please pray for this, and tell the story ever. People ask why it's easier to come into the world, and the Bible simply says, it's quite easier to come into the world to save sinners. Last week, friends responded to help us, by the addresses on the envelopes and a scanning has a great tie together, will have it, one of the people who be to be here to help us. Put the books and the letters inside the envelope, them, and the stamps on the address table on as well. So, really, are really of this way. I've across this schools, actually, we this book. Our land is of letters from all over the island, all over the site. North, and to drop the and have a May the test of to see the response that school will have for <clears throat> <coughs> Do you like that? So that's our latest outreach. Um, we normally have a full time ministry in public schools in Northern Ireland. And since COVID came, we can't get into the schools, so we try to do what we can by going online to uh, do online assemblies. We do five of them every week in a Sunday school. But we really burden for the children growing up, not knowing God, not knowing Christ, not hearing about Christ. So one of our little books that we wrote was uh, this one here called, <clears throat> excuse me, the Christmas Story. We set this every. School right across the south of Ireland and Northern Ireland. And we said by last Wednesday was the deadline. If you want these for your children, you must promise to give them out. We'll send to them to you free of charge. And up on the latest figure, we've sent out as 59,300 of these little books. Children from all across the 15,000 in the south and about 45,000 almost. In Northern Ireland. Getting the wee book and it's just full of the scripture. Simply telling people why Christ Jesus came into the world. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. That's right. So there's the island of Ireland, the big island. Sorry, I can't get that. So you can just, you're going to have to, thank you. Go again. So that's a little book. Um, Please pray for that if you're a Christian. Pray for that as children will get that this week. Some have got it last week, and as they read it, to discover the greatest gift ever about the Lord Jesus. Wonderful, wonderful time. Tonight, I'm going to share with the boys and girls the next PowerPoint, Aaron, um, about the Christmas story. Who knows a Christmas story? We might have a wee quiz at the end, but I'll do a quiz at the start. What do you call the two wee baby boys born at Christmas time? Yes? Two wee baby boys. Yes? Jesus and John, the girls are getting beat 1-0. Does anyone know what you call the, wee- the old man that God said, you will not die till you see Jesus? Yes. Simeon. Last question for now. How old was Anna on her 84th birthday? 84. What child said that? Wow. Most people say 83 or 85 in their second guess. 84. You have to excuse me. I sound like a frog. Do I look like a frog? Anybody ever see me ride a donkey? I haven't conquered it yet, but I will someday. I think I'm too heavy for a donkey, so I'm trying to lose weight, so the donkey will take me. Um, I'm going to take on a journey tonight. It's called the Christmas journey. Many people don't know this story, and many people have heard it many, many times, and it never goes out of date. It's, it's so important. We're going to talk about babies, Hands up, he was a good-looking baby when they were born. Hands up, he's still a good-looking person. Most people put their hands down apart from the wee boys. They've got more confidence than the girls. The Christmas journey. Okay, this is a Christmas story. Right across the world, anyone who celebrates Christmas will think of a manger, think of Mary, Joseph, animals, and, of course, baby Jesus. And it stops there. But there's a bigger picture behind all of this here, and it's about someone called the Messiah, the promised Messiah. We're going to go a little bit deeper, right back to the very beginning, what's called creation. I love teaching children about creation, and I love to have a question time when children, little children are like sponges, they believe everything you say, they seldom challenge you, so it's so vital to reach and teach children the Word of God. If you miss them and you reach them when they're adults, their lives are often full of baggage, full of so many other things, and God is a way back of less important things in their lives. You say to boys and girls, is God important? The answer together, yes. Is God real? Yes. Before you have the question asked, the answer goes out. Children, no, God's real. And uh, so whenever you think about creation, God making the world, there's a problem here. Remember Adam and Eve? Remember the serpent? God says, don't touch. If you were walking out the door t- t- tonight and, and uh, somebody said at the door, don't touch the door because it's got wet paint, how many people would go? <laughs> yes. Parents and grannies and grandmothers would definitely do it. I know they would. Or if it says, excuse me, there's a big massive pavlova in the kitchen, I want you to go into the kitchen, but don't put your finger in the pavlova. How many people would stick their big long finger right in the middle of it? Yes, especially girls. It says, don't. God says, don't touch. The devil comes along and says, go ahead, go ahead. And the moment they took what happened, read it with me, children. As wherefore, as by one man, sin entered the world, and death by... Sin, and so death passed upon all men for that. Some people have sinned? Or? All. Oh, all. Oh, all have sinned. That's right. That means, let's go back to that question. Who was born beautiful? Yes. Anybody over here born beautiful? No. Do you ever notice when a wee baby's born? The mummy's holding it and everybody goes, oh, isn't it absolutely gorgeous? Nobody ever says, eh, what happened? See, so they don't. Do you ever know why a wee baby cries? I've worked it out. The wee baby's really happy to be alive. Then granny comes and granny looks at the wee baby and granny goes, ah, you look just like me. That's enough to make anyone cry. Yes, that's why sometimes wee babies cry. Let's get to the next one. John three sixteen. You were saying it tonight. It's a gospel in a nutshell. That's why children, are so important to... Memorize and learn this special word. Let's all read it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I was at a children's social yesterday morning telling children about Christmas. And you know a wee boy come up at the end and said, after we had a snowball fight, is it okay to have snowball fights? Can you throw them at your granny? She'll go mad, so don't do it. Children love snowball fights with wee cotton wool balls. And this wee boy called Andrew, he came up at the end. You know what he said? I want to become a Christian. There was only one thing between him and God. Do you know what it was? The sin that he's born with. And he just simply asked God to take it all away. There was nothing else. He need to think about or worry about, but a sin, that gap between him and God, and it's wonderful. Jesus, is he a wonderful God? Look, the words wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Sometimes we forget these words. That's why the Bible is so important. I got a, a letter this week from one of those wee schools away down Limerick. Do you know what they asked me? Would you have some Bibles for children? Not just a wee Cullinan book, but something more. A wee Bibles for children. Imagine a wee child in Limerick reading the Word of God and suddenly the Bible talks about them becoming enlightened and they understand about their sin and want to become a Christian. Would that be a good thing? it be a marvelous thing. It'd be wonderful. How many books are in the Bible? I'm asking questions. I can naturally remember figures in my head. Whoever gets the most points gets two weeks off school at Christmas. Yes? Sixty-six books. All through the Old Testament, God promises he's going to send someone called the Messiah to take away all this sin. So they're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Silence to Salvation. Another one. What happens next? 400 years. Can anyone count to 400? I get tired after 40. 400 years of silence, 400 years of waiting, 400 years of questions. Will God rescue the world? Will God, he promises to send his love down, his son down. What's going to happen? Keep watching. Thank you. Then suddenly, God remembers. He never forgot. The time has come to send the promised Messiah. Who's that? Remember the angel comes to Mary. One more. And she shall, I want you to say the red word. And she shall bring forth that. And I shall call his name. For he shall his people from there. So Mary's afraid. Anyone ever get scared? You ever get scared when you go, when you go to bed at night time? Do you know what the cure is? Put the light on. <laughs> yes? people are full of fear the angel says fear not don't be afraid some people become a christian just to go to heaven is that the reason why you become a christian no that's just the icing on the cake becoming a christian is because you're so you hate your sin so much you want someone to take it away and the lord jesus is the only one who could do that so now here's two mothers two mothers in the bible gonna have a baby mary was one who was the other one Yes, I think these two girls were a cousin. But supernaturally, unnaturally, these two mothers are going to have a baby. Supernaturally, because Elizabeth is far too old to have a baby naturally. And Mary, because she was a virgin. Never been with a man before. Never married before. Making it impossible to have a baby. But in the Bible it says, With God, nothing is impossible. So you can imagine the excitement you see, we, BB John, Bible says, as the Lord Jesus came closer, he leapt in the womb of his mother. We, John, his we, John, his job was to tell everyone, behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. We can be like John the Baptist, be the messenger. Did John have a good life? He was probably Jesus' best friend, as we boys growing up together. Do you know what happened to John the Baptist? He lost his head, just for being a Christian. Just for speaking up. So when you have a hard day school, it's not really that bad. Think about other people. Give us another one. So Mary tells Joseph, "Hey Joseph, guess what? I'm going to have a baby." Was Joseph all excited? No, he wasn't. Mary's been away for maybe a couple of weeks, couple of months, visiting, staying with Elizabeth. She comes back expecting a baby. And at night time, when he's sleeping, do you know what happens? He he says, "I'm going to cut off the engagement." Mary's going to have to go. I don't trust her. The angel comes to Joseph and says, Joseph, what Mary's told you is true. She is going to have a baby. It's not going to be a normal baby. It's going to be a perfect baby. And his name's going to be called Jesus. He's a savior for the world. See, the Bible says about Mary, Blessed art thou among women. Some people think Mary's more important than other girls. But the Bible says she was equal. But God chose her. Just like God chooses people today for salvation. He chooses people for service. Just that's how he chose Mary. Blessed art thou among women. Another one. How many miles was it to Bethlehem? What school do you go to? 85 miles. Big long journey. No bus, no John Deere tractors, no helicopters, no bikes, no tricycles on their feet. Maybe having a wee donkey. Mary and Joseph were quite poor. They wouldn't have had a horse and chariot. They might have borrowed a donkey, had a donkey, and off to go to Bethlehem. Whenever they got there, was there lots of room? That's like today. All around in this church, this area, this country, many people have no room for Jesus in their lives because they're too busy. No room for Jesus in their home. And they have no room for Jesus, most importantly, in their hearts. See, when you make room for the Lord Jesus in your heart, you make room in your life, you'll make room in your home, and you make room for him in your school. But it starts in the heart. That's why the Lord says, my children, my son, give me your heart. When you give him your heart, you give him your life. Have any children ever fallen in love? Understand, ye? Is your dad David? Yeah, he done the same, and that's what happened. That's why you're here. Yes. You fall in love. But you fall in love with somebody's feet. You fall in love with somebody's nose. Their ears. Oh, you're the most handsome man. God, I've never seen anybody with ears just like yours. No. You fall in love with their heart. With their life. With everything about them. That's why when you take your wedding vows, till death do us part. In sickness and in health. So whenever we think about this man here, he had no room. No room in the inn, and today people have no room for Jesus. That's why, boys and girls, the best time to become a Christian is when you're young, because you don't have the baggage of life, the pressures of life, the responsibilities of life. And most Christians today, if you ask them, when did he get converted? When were you born again? When did you become a Christian? They'll tell you, when I was at primary school. You know why? Because you don't have all those big responsibilities. And the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So boys and girls, if you're not a Christian, I would think about this here. Do you know why? If you don't do anything about it, you'll be lost. The Bible talks about wages, it talks about sin, and it talks about heaven, all in the right order. We're going to come to that. Uh, Another one, do you know what happened that night in your stable? Was Jesus born in a hospital? No. Was he born in a palace? No. He was born in a stable. When I was a young boy, my dad used to have pigs. And very often I would spend the night pigging sighs you talk about. You'd spend the whole night, it probably started about ten o'clock, and just before I would go to bed, my dad would say, Go out and check that sigh, and you end up sleeping the whole night with a sigh. And every time one was born, you would help it, you would clean it and make sure it would take to the mother. When it got to the stage my teacher said to me in school, How many did you have last night? because you were sleeping in school. And I thought to myself, this is the sort of environment the Lord Jesus Christ was born, in poverty, with the smell and the straw and the hay. Why did Jesus come into the world? Read it with me. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. His life being born, was that enough to save us? No. He was born to live, to die. Another one, Aaron. So another one. So this is probably one of the most important verses in all of the Bible. Telling us, we lived in Australia for three years. And whenever we arrived in Australia, a little church, the pe- local people said, it's Christmas time. We want you to come and tell us what you believe about Christmas. Why Jesus came into the world. And without looking anywhere, I just opened the Bible at First Timothy one fifteen, And I said, according to God's word, which I believe with all my heart, The reason Jesus came, because Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And in a nutshell, the whole gospel was opened up right before our eyes. Who were the first people to see Jesus? The shepherds. What animals do shepherds look after? Cows? No. Pigs? Yes. Who's that boy? Sheep? He's a funny farmer around here. Shepherds! And they're looking after the sheep. And suddenly... The whole sky lights up, and the angels come and they're worshiping God and they're praising God, and they come down singing glory to God in the highest. And they say to the shepherds, "Have you seen the good? Have you have you seen Him? Have you heard the good news?" Lots of people have heard about Jesus, but they've never seen Him. They've never seen Him with their heart. And over they said, to "The shepherds, go and find Him." And off they go to heaven. What did the shepherds do? The Bible says they made haste and they ran. I love that, term. they made haste, they thought quickly, they acted quickly, and they ran quickly. Many people think about being a Christian, they think about it, that's a good idea, that's something I should think about, it's good to think about it, but if you think about doing something and don't do it, if you think about getting out of bed, that's a good idea, but if you don't get out of bed, did you get out of bed? No, because you're still in bed. Most people think Maybe I'd like to become a Christian. But they don't act. They think, but they don't act. These shepherds, they thought and they acted because the Bible says they made haste and they ran quickly. That's why children, when you're young at primary school, just don't think about it, but act upon it and run as fast as you can to find the Lord Jesus. The shepherds, whenever they got there, did they worship Mary? Did they worship Joseph? No in the Bible does anyone tell us, did anyone worship Mary? Did they worship Joseph? No. It says they worshiped him. They worshiped the Christ child. People today will tell you about Mary, so important. Mary was a wonderful girl, just like there are many wonderful people with the, the privilege of bringing Christ into the world, but the focus must always be on the Son of God, the Lord Jesus. Show us someone else, Aaron, in the story. Simeon and Anna. The next one is about an old man called Simeon. And God said to this man, Simeon, you're not going to die until you see Jesus. When the wee baby was eight, eight weeks, eight days old, sorry, go back one arm, eight days old, they brought him right in to the temple. And when Simeon saw the Christ child, he took him in his arms and he said, now I'm ready to die because I've seen your salvation. You see, I'm ready to die tonight. Do you know why? Because I've seen God's salvation. I've heard about it. I've responded. I've made haste and I've embraced the Lord Jesus with all my heart and asked him to forgive me and to save me. Somebody once said, I'd love to be a Christian, but not one of those born again Christians. I said, there's no such thing. The only type of Christian you get is a born again Christian with Christ in their life and Christ in their heart. And this man, I wonder tonight, can you say you're ready to die? Can you say you've got God's salvation? Oh, I know about it. I've thought about it, but I never acted upon it. I've never ran towards Him to embrace Him. Then there was Anna. This wee woman, eighty-four. Doesn't matter whether you're eight or whether you're four or eighty-four. Do you see when Anna heard about Jesus? Do you know what she done? She skipped and she ran and she jumped with joy, telling everyone about Jesus. See, when you become a Christian and Christ shining out of your heart, you want to tell everyone. You don't want to be shy about it in your classroom, in your home with your friends, in big school, university, in a job. Tell people all about the Lord Jesus and don't think, I'm, I'm not old enough. Little Samuel's just the wee boy. You'll hardly find a fault with Samuel's life. He loved God and lived so close to God. Anna was 84 years old. No such thing as retiring with Anna. If she needed a wee stick to get up out, she took her stick and when people fell asleep, she would poke them and tell them to wake up and come and see the lovely Lord Jesus. The last one I want to tell you about is the wise men. Why are they called the wise men? Because there's no... I thought you were going to say because there's no wise women. That would be the wrong answer, of course. The wise men, just go through this quickly. Here's the wise men on their camels and they see a star... In the east. And they were, must have studied astrology. And they jumped on the camels. And they followed the star. Because that they knew that was the promised Messiah. Waiting all these years. And suddenly the stars out. And they went. So many opportunities for them to go to find Jesus. Across the desert. Across the sunrise. The sunset. Wilderness. Desert. Grass. Fields. And eventually they came to the big city of Jerusalem. And they said we're looking for a king. And they brought before King Herod. And he thought, King, King, what king's that? And he said, When you find him, come and tell me, because I want to worship him as well. Did he? Herod was a very jealous king. Anyone here ever suffer from jealousy? If you're somebody came to you and said, Excuse me, I want to be your best friend, but I'm the most jealous person you'll ever meet. Will you still be my friend? Jealousy's not attractive. He was a very jealous king. And whenever they came, the Bible says they presented him they presented Christ's child with, with the gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. What were these gifts? Gold and frankincense and myrrh. Do you know what happened? Whenever they gave him the gifts, the angel came and said, listen, don't go back home to Jerusalem. Do you know why? Go back one hour. Because Herod is very angry, very jealous, and he was so angry. Do you know what he'd done? He told the soldiers, boys, he told the soldiers, I want you to go to Bethlehem and I want you to get every baby boy under two years of age. Do You see these wee boys, if they're two, they'd have to die. All these wee boys. Not the girls, just the wee boys. If you're under two years of age, you'd have to die. Do you ever hold a wee two-year-old, a one-year-old, six-month-old baby? The soldiers would come and just rip the child out of the mother's hand and they'd have to die with the sword. Why was he doing that? You see the devil at the very beginning of the story tonight and the serpent, he tried to trick Eve and as a result brought sin into the world. And he says, if I can get Herod to kill the baby Jesus as a baby, that means God's will can't be fulfilled, God's plan. That means you can't grow up to help people and heal people and ultimately he can't go to the cross to save people. Was God going to allow that to happen? Absolutely not. See, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That he gave, he just didn't send him to be born. He gave him up as the ultimate sacrifice for my sin and for your sin. And the angel came at night time and said, Joseph, wake up, get the baby Jesus up, waking up Mary, get on your little donkey and off you go, escape for your life. Go to, Bef- go to Egypt because you're in a different country. Herod can't harm you and the wee baby was safe. See, God's plan, God wanted me to be with him forever in heaven. God wanted me to get saved when I was 17 years old, and God wants you. My favorite Bible verse is Romans chapter 10, verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever, that means the greatest possible scope, whether you're young or old or good at school or not so good, shall call the simplest possible cry not complicated you don't need the internet you don't need a dictionary just the way you talk to your parents is the way you call upon the lord ask him to forgive you ask him to save you whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord that's the highest possible name there's no name higher than the lovely lord jesus no name greater he's the only savior of the world then you've got the best possible outcome shall be saved can you save yourself absolutely not When you fall into a river and you're drowning, the only thing you want in this world is to be saved from drowning. All the money in the world will mean nothing to you if you drown. If you're burning in a fire, all you want is a fireman to climb up that ladder to pull you out of the fire. Nothing in this world will mean anything to you if you burn in that fire. All you want is a fireman to rescue you. The word save means to be rescued. Jesus is is like a link, a ladder between earth and heaven and us and God. He's the only way to heaven. That's why the Christmas story is so important that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Tonight, if you realize you're a sinner, know you're a sinner, you can be saved. Speak to the pastor, one of the workers. Speak to me, Joanna. We will be only too glad to open up God's word and show you whether you're like Anna, getting on in years, like Simeon, like a child, a teenager, no matter how old you are, I urge you to come and be like that little child, Andrew and shine by trusting in the lovely Lord Jesus. If you want one of those wee books or newsletter, they're at the door on the way out, and you can have one. You'll learn more about the work, and especially more about the Christmas story.